0: And she
1: said, I can't help it, father. I'm just craving dog dick. True story. True she story. is just going for it, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, my my dog Minnie, ladies and gentlemen, is in her first ever heat. And the bleeding stopped, but everything else is still happening. She is tearing up her bed. She... <laughs> She's
2: hilarious. She's bouncing around with his bed that's twice the size she is.
1: She keeps smelling male dogs in the air. Wants to climb on up on that. Or let them climb on up on her, as it were.
2: Yeah, I think that's how it works.
1: We took her for a walk two nights ago, her first walk in a week. Oh, uh, we waited till it was like half eight, uh, half eight, nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So that all the dogs in the street were, you know, tucked away in their beds, dreams of candy corn, lovely then And she, um, she appreciated the walk, but at the same time, you could tell that when she got a scent, and it was yeah, just she was like, straining. it was like, please, do not rape one of our friends' dogs. No. And then I remembered we're not friends with anyone in the street. so No, so it's fine. Yeah, that's how that's condoned, right? Yeah, yeah. We are kidding. We are also the big damn cast. Yes, hi. I'm Chris. Rape is never okay, Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) And
2: I'm Matt. Give me that dog dick,
1: Watson. Oh, consensually.
2: Yes, consensual Um, dog dick.
1: We are in the run-up to San Diego Comic-Con. By the time this episode comes out, in fact, the con will be in full swing. I completely forgot about San Diego Comic-Con this year. Well, that's because you're waiting for next week, sir. Oh! for an annual San Diego Comic-Con trailer buffet episode. And then, and
2: then I will remember what San Diego Comic-Con is.
1: Yes, it like, is oh. a room full of sweaty people. Yeah, apparently
2: Marvel's got a pretty decent presence. Well, yeah, because so.
1: Warner DC don't have one at all this hmm. year. They've taken the year out after a big year last year. Because the Warner Brothers last year had a massive presence in all ages. Massive. Um... So, yeah, there's this an increased Marvel one this year, which is interesting, because we might finally find out what
2: the hell is happening with the MCU going forward. Well, we got a couple more ideas this week about what's next. And do-do-do.
1: So... But we're also going to try and figure out what the big headlines are <laughs> in a brand new game I've invented called Name to be Decided. Okay. i um, will decide a name for it after you've played it. So stick around for that, you little... Turdlings, Stick around, but you fuckers. First, speaking of the con, um, yes. I watched uh, in its entirety this past week, Yes, for the first time in its entirety, season one of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I had watched the first three episodes when it went out. I yeah. wasn't forced. I was glad it existed, but it wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah. And then I went back and watched episode 18 onwards, Yes Men. Your recommendation a couple of years ago, and it was on Amazon Prime. Yes, that's when it actually gets it takes fucking eight well, episodes. It does something because it does it does a Thor crossover. Yeah, and then it goes into the events of Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Yes, so the whole Hydra within Shield stuff, and as a result, gets really compelling. There's still one episode in that last batch that's a bit like, really, come on. Yeah, this episode doesn't need to be here. Yeah. Watching the full series, I can now safely say that Marvel's Agents of Shield is still pretty boring. Um, yeah, but it has those. <sighs> I wish I had. A, I wish I had a Matthew with me for every series who'd already pre-watched it. Oh, thanks. Because well, I've stopped doing that now. Because episode one, two, one, two, most of three are interesting, but it's kind of meh, yeah, overall. Well, it's setting up all your characters, isn't it? Well, that's my it's biggest. gripe. That's my biggest gripe. I'm reviewing a season from like. Five years ago, oh, okay. Um, the reason I bring up Comic Con is because one of the featurettes is they they go to Comic Con and do the first Hall H panel, and oh, not Hall H panel. This is they do a panel for Agents of Shield. Oh, did you get the physical they, release? You not watched that I've days. yeah, I picked up the I picked up seasons one and two on Blu Ray uh, yeah. for fifteen pounds in HMV a couple months ago, oh. um, knowing that I wanted to get through it all at some point. And its release on Prime is so erratic because it has disappeared sometimes
2: and it's come back. Yeah, and actually, like, that being said, I can't actually remember if it is on Prime at the moment or not. If, if, I'm,
1: going to invest, if I'm going to invest time watching it, I may as well, like, spend a ten or a series maximum and... and...
2: I wouldn't pay much more than that for it. I've watched into... I started season three and then was just like... <sighs> yeah. I mean, I want to get to season four
1: because I, I... I want to see their take on the Ghost Rider. Yeah. And stuff. Um... So apparently I, he's his own Disney Plus show. Is he? Apparently. Well, we might find out next week. Oh, geez. oh. Uh, But, um, yeah, it's... The, in the middle, it suddenly gets interesting. The mid-season finale is really good, like episode 11, because it finally goes into the whole Tahiti, what happened to Phil Oh, Coulson. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's great. Like, it's a really solid couple of episodes. Isn't that where we
2: get our first proper, um, like idea of like explanation of what the what and who the Cree are uh it's
1: nudged toward and we see a Cree body yeah but they don't delve into it beyond that in that story series two is apparently where they start to get into that a bit more um but yeah phil finds one in the tank when yeah. he's looking through the stuff and it's it's like a half body and it's blue yeah. And I remember the internet at the time going, Oh, it's the Kree, they're doing the Kree. And it's like, they're not doing the Kree. And then Guy's came out and it was like, They're doing the Kree. And it's like, well, I guess these guys were hinting towards the Kree coming yeah. up. Um But yeah, once the Tahiti stuff happens, it's like, okay, that's cool. And then it just gets really boring again for a bit. It would benefit from being ten episodes. It, yeah. It would massively it... benefit from being ten episodes and it would benefit By dropping a couple of its core cast. (laughs) I am only one season in, boys and girls. There may be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans listening into this right now who've stuck with the show its entire life so far. Yeah. I do not get the appeal of Fitz and Simmons. I knew you were going to say that. I don't get them. I just don't get them at all. Like, I understand. Oh, we want science characters and they're not as hard-ass as the agent side of it all. Cool. Have one character...
2: Have No, one. but that's the gag. They have a single name, so you think it's one character. It's dropped they turn after like. And then it's two! It, it's dropped
1: after like episode two. After that, they're referred to as Fitz and Simmons. So the ship. So not Fitz Simmons. It, so the shippers already have a name. Well, that's the other thing. When you get to the last episode and it's Mate. these two express their feelings for each other. These two express their feelings for each other. Mate. These two express their feelings. It's just like, oh, get on with it. Christ alive. The most fascinating stuff in it. Is when they delve into Coulson, who is such a pleasant character on the surface, the way he presents himself and everything, when they delve into him getting into really gnarly territory. Mm. That's interesting. And and um and Clark Gregg plays it so well. Clark Gregg, who I didn't realise, wrote What Lies Beneath. Yeah. What the hell? That's a <laughs> like, pretty decent movie, as dude, well. it? Dude dude wrote some screenplays, dude directed a few yeah. small movies, then was like, oh, I'm gonna act more <laughs> and start acting and shit. Well um, no. Because why not? You know, uh, nice work if you can get it. Yeah. Um, so I hear. <laughs> you <and> me both. <laughs> oh my god! What, what's her name now? She plays Melinda May. Oh Ming na Wen. Ming na Wen is she's great. fucking great. She's great, but yeah, they yeah. don't give her much to do beyond scowling she's... and being a bit blank yeah, for a while. Later later yeah. Well, by the last episode, you realise it's because they're setting up as a is she actually a double agent kind of thing, yeah, and, yeah. and it's it's like of course she isn't. She is, but she's doing it on behalf of Fury because she's a good guy. Um, Fury rocks up at the end of episode two. It's nice, but once it's over, you're like, that felt like a
2: pointless scene. When he rocks so up in... It describes a lot of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that I've seen. Certainly. Father alert
1: for the 2014 Series 1 finale. When he rocks up in the finale episode, it's great. Yeah, it feels yeah. earned at that point. Because it's it's gone alongside the fact that, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s gone down, Fury is dead, unquote. Like, you know, you... you Yeah. It feels earned. It feels like a, yeah. oh my God, it's the last episode! Bill Paxton's our villain. The late Bill and Paxton. And Sam Jackson is in the episode. Yeah. This is great. And, and you know, Kobe Smolder's popping up from time to time is a really nice way to connect it to the MCU in a non-gratuitous non- yeah. way. The stuff with um, August Thingy Woods as, as, as Michael Peterson, a.k.a. Deathlock, is done quite well, but almost stretched out too much.
2: Yeah, the Deathlock stuff's okay.
1: And some nice Easter eggs. Like, um... Oh my god! What is what is uh, Bill Paxton's character called?
2: Oh, my well, I god. can't remember. Now. I
1: can't remember now. But his, his, his the villain, basically. Uh, of the he, is, he is a
2: comic character. He does have a comic. He's a Frank
1: name. Miller creation, and he's just an agent from yeah, Dead, yeah in this he's part of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s like sort of longer running agents, and he's he's an arsehole, and and he's yeah. charismatic and likable but also a monster and then you Yeah, he's one of the, the field operatives. Extremist plays a big Basically this series is a complement to phase 2. Like it, it relies on your investment yeah. in Marvel phase 2 to give a shit about a lot of the stuff that pops up in the series. Yeah. Um but Fitz and Simmons is just <sighs> I just get bored of them so quickly. <laughs> so quickly. Um and I can see the actors are trying with it, but they sort of settle into a groove in series one where they're just doing the same thing all the time. Uh in the words of Mr. Sunday movies, Agent Jake Chisel oh, aka Agent Ward is just... it's fine, but then it gets to a point where you're like, Oh god. Like the most interesting thing that happens is when Sky realizes he's working with Hydra. Because she finds yeah. the body of Pat Oswalt's first character. In the rafters in the stock cupboard. Yes. And she realises that Ward has killed him. That's brilliant. And Chloe Bennett, for all of her insufferable real life, turns out she's a bit of a douchebaggery, is great as Sky in this show. She's great in this. And I can't wait to see the transformation because I know a little bit about who her father is. Because it's alluded to at the end of the series that it's somebody she keeps talking about the monster she might become. I can just straight up tell you. It's Mr. Hyde, right? Yeah. It's Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Played by
2: Kyle MacLachlan oh okay
1: alright I didn't know that part I didn't know he was playing yeah. him is he really good please tell me he's really he's good
2: of course he's fucking good cool fair enough
1: because that, that's one thing where I was like oh that's cool and she basically becomes the MCU version of Quake
2: yeah okay because they later on reveal that her actual name
1: is Quake <laughs> Daisy, Daisy Johnson Daisy Johnson yeah um, and what are the big villains have I got to look forward to because in terms of the big Marvel None. baddies or Marvel villains that the and Miss <laughs>
2: There's like, no a, there's, one. there's
1: like a few. There's a couple of like, uh, like. There's a few like um, recurring crooks from like the Daredevil era of stuff. Yeah, I think so. It's like, gra- a version of Graviton, but apparently yeah. someone else adopts that mantle later and looks more like the comic book style. Oh, it's uh, Talbot because General Talbot rocks up in this. In, in yeah, the last yeah, yeah. I was like, oh shit, a Hulk character. Yeah. Okay, and then I read up ahead. I was like, oh, like how much is he in it? Yeah, in the late seasons, he goes a bit nuts, so grows his beard, uses the gravitonium, and basically becomes the comic book version of graviton. Oh, that's pretty cool. I it's like that's, that's cool. all right, but at the same time, it's like it means Gerald Talbot. Like, what's the MCU's fear of doing stuff with the Hulk characters? I. It's oof. so weird.
2: I, it's good, I think it's universal on the Hulk rights. So you have to be careful how they use them.
1: So they can use the characters, but not necessarily in the in the they strict parameters of film. Yeah. Okay. Um. um uh, uh, Hulk all like, the
2: di- distribution rights to Hulk. Uh, so, they're limited by what they can do with Hulk and his adjacent characters, I think.
1: Okay. Because they set up quite a few bits and pieces in Incredible, which obviously isn't a universal movie. Yeah, too. yeah. Because um, I mean, even like, um, Ty. Ty What's... Burrell. Ty Burrell is in it. Yeah. As, as Doc freaking Samson. Doc Samson. Yeah. It's like, you can do something with that. Nope. It's Ty Burrell. People would totally watch a movie where you take the, the known comedy actor Ty Burrell and give him something where he's a lot more, like, kind of in a world of fantasy and thingy, especially if it was Doc Samson, you make him a cheesy fricking yeah. government-sanctioned hero. Like, that'd be amazing. I'd love that. Make him less sort of like, you know, tight T-shirt Strongman and more kind of like, I'm the whiz kid who solves it. I've got super strength. I bring these gadgets. That'd be amazing. Will he have long green hair, though? He bet fucking had to. Uh, um, but he won't, because Universal on the rights so of the whole stuff. God damn it. Um, and I know there are some big Marvel characters that rock up later. I know Absorbing Man's in Series 2. Yeah. Um, Which again, like, I'm primarily a Hulk character, sometimes a Thor character. Uh, I know that Ghost Riders in Series 4.
2: Hive is a thing. Hive in it? Oh, okay. Hive, the character Hive. Yeah. Not Swarm, not Nazi Bee Man. No, it's hidden. Nazi made of bees! Yes. Uh, I don't know what Hive's deal is, I just know that a version of him is in the season at some point. Okay. Um,. Agent Hand is in this. She's she's like a she's she's oh, she's, she's, yeah, she's a yeah, red yeah.
1: herring villain for the audience, it's, um, which is obviously more Sienna for the audience.
2: Miller? No, not Sienna, Sienna. Miller. Um, um, she was in Deep Blue Sea. Yes, I can't remember her name. I can't but remember.
1: But she's she's sort of a she's a red herring villain for the audience that only really works if you remember
2: her from Thunderbolts and and Dark yeah. and everything. It's yeah, you know, it's, it's 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 like it's, it's, let's let's bring it's, in it's, yeah. let's bring in Victoria Hand and let's do nothing with her. It's like it's fu- there's 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 about ten episodes
1: where I was like, Oh this is really cool and that's it, and that is its biggest problem. Um So what I'm saying is Saffron can... Burrows. Saffron Borrows can we kill Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> even though apparently the latest series is set full just full blown in space and might be tying directly into the yeah, the MCU phase four, more directly. Yeah, can we can we just kill it and uh, bring back Dead Daredevil from the dead? Cheers. Next. Okay. so... We need to
2: get um, we need to get tough for Grace to do a edit like he did with the Star Wars prequels.
1: Tom Topher... Grace, oh, fair. Enough. I mean, <laughs> if he's got the free time to do that, I'd be up for that. tough for Grace, edit me an Agents of Shield season one in five hours. Cut. Yes. Thank you very much. And Tofiori Grissaro. Um uh, Speaking of Tofa Grace. sofa Grace. And the greatest Marvel performances of all, I'm, I'm fucking kidding. No. Um, but speaking of Marvel films. Yes. We've got some ahead of Comic Con news. Yeah, that another peek at what's coming in phase four. Yeah, it hasn't been confirmed, but the Hollywood Reporter. I believe it has been confirmed now. Well, Hollywood Reporter have confirmed that, as of this recording, they've confirmed the talks yes. have happened.
2: Well, because what has happened Which is. Which usually means they're about to be. Announced or signed off on. I think the reason that this has come up is because Taika Waititi, yes, was working on as previously discussed in an episode earlier
1: on yes. in this uh,
2: this very month. Oh, no, I no, believe. no, no. He's working on a different project. He's working on the live action Akira. Oh, only we
1: we, yeah, we brought that up when we talked about Flash Gordon. Yes, and we were like oh, that's his next um, project.
2: That yeah. film that no one wants apparently. I, I right? know, right?
1: But because no one, let's be honest, I I'm not even a huge fan of Akira, and I don't want a live action Akira. Akira is good, man. It's good. Yeah, um, but you've got a thing for motorcycles
2: and flesh mounds. Yeah, that's You true. fleshy,
1: mound-loving motorcycle sure, I, love, I
2: love a flesh mound. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> fuck. Oh, that's so wrong. <laughs> yeah, so apparently what has happened is um, he was doing a care of for Warner Brothers. Yes. But apparently because there are concerns with the script, that's been put on hold indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Because... He is about Tapped to, work. to make Thor Four. To write and direct the first forquel cool in the uh well, the first solo forquel. Cool. Fourquel, cool, that's a that's a terrible fucking name. I'm gonna but I'm gonna keep saying it because why not? Um <laughs> he's been tapped to write the fourth the fourth the first fourth solo movie for a Marvel character. Yeah. So this is S-
1: specifically, following on from a character who benefited from a franchise reinvention and tonal reinvention from this same director. And yes. I believe he was co writer on Ragnarok, wasn't he? Like he was. Uh, he, yeah, he's got story credit on Ragnarok. Because he, yes. p- he basically pitched the, the, the premise, didn't he? And then it was written. And then he
2: was like, yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm the story man. Taika um So, yeah, he. Basically, he's been working on Akira, but that they got put back. And then well, it sounds like what happened is Warner Brothers realized that he wouldn't be able to fit Thor 4 in before carrying on with, with Akira. So they just put that on hold so he can go and do Thor 4 and then they'll bring him back onto Akira. Because they're not happy. They're happy with what he's doing with it. Yeah. But they're not happy with the script.
1: Right. So, so they're, they're with, like, they're we, want, with... we want you, Taika. Yeah. So we're willing to wait whilst we use yeah. that time. They're to happy change with, stuff with we the approach
2: do. he's taken to the project. Yeah, and the sh- and how he's shaping it, but they're not happy with the script. Now, is what is what I'm getting from the <clears throat> THR report, anyway. Unless um,
1: unless an idea has already started for Thor for slash a script has already started to be written, he's going to co-write it or do the next draft. Yeah. Um... We're not going to be seeing a Thor 4 for, like, two years minimum. No,
2: it'll... Which is impressive in itself. maybe 2021.
1: That's still, like, too soon, almost, for a movie, but the Marvel machine has got it down pat.
2: Well, what else have they got? They've got Black Widow's shooting, Eternals is in pre-production. it's
1: hilarious how they can't confirm that as of the recording of this
2: podcast... Um,
1: I was watching the comic book shopping series on Collider, like one of the few good things that channel makes. Mm. Um, and they did an episode with David Harbour earlier this year about Hellboy, and they talked to him about Black Widow. And he's like, am I? He's
2: in that as well, isn't he? Yeah, and
1: he's like, Am I Am I in that? I'm I'm not sure what I... I'm, yes, I am. I am, <laughs> I am involved in a, a movie about the Black Widow character from Marvel. And I don't know how much more I'm allowed to say. <laughs> so even in that, he's like, I I can't say I am in it, yeah. but I can say I'm involved in it. Which I is I suppose a tangential way of being like, you know, that way if some the lawyer's like, hey you can't say you can't he's like, well I didn't, I said I'm involved, which might just yeah. mean I'm talking to somebody about yeah. it.
2: I, um, I I think he also has now confirmed that Hellboy is dead. There's no more Hellboy.
1: Fair enough. I'm fine <laughs> with that.
2: Or at least not with him involved. I'm fine with that. I think for his sake, I'm fine yeah, with that. Yeah, because I think that was a, that Mm, yeah, that was a mess. Uh, so what else do we got? Black Widow, we know he's in I production. I love you, hell boy. Oh, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> Eternals is in pre-production. Shang-Chi is in pre-production. Black Panther 2, I don't know if he's in pre-production yet. But it's confirmed. But confirmed with Ryan yeah. on board. Doctor Strange 2, again, he's in talks with Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill. Returning and Derrickson's
1: been posting a lot yes. of
2: concept art. Like, a um,
1: lot of concept art, including
2: Strange in a bubble under the sea being approached by Namor the Submariner. Fucking love it. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is confirmed with James Gunn for 2021 at the earliest.
1: I don't think they've given it a date, but that's the, it's, it's that's post- the projection. It's post-suicide
2: squad. Yeah. Post- it has, has squad. to be, because that was, that was his deal.
1: He was like, I will come back,
2: but but
1: I've got to finish this other thing. Yeah,
2: I've started this, I've got to finish it. But the slate is... Res- they've got release dates for Marvel movies yeah. slated up to July of twenty twenty two. Okay, we just don't know what we just they don't are know what's going in those on slots.
1: on confirmed paper thingy So
2: I Oh can we just take a moment to acknowledge we passed the
1: Inhumans Day the other day. <laughs> we
2: passed it Yeah We, we passed that song it, Yeah, that's not happening now. Now that Ike <laughs> Perlmutter's out that's not happening. Yeah. Rest I in think... peace
1: the rest in peace the legitimately pretty fucking cool movie that could have been yeah. instead of the fucking awful miniseries, I still watch, watch that. that. I watched episode one. Oh. It's fine, but it feels like it feels so much smaller than I mean, having... story should be. And it was also right slap-bang in the middle of uh, Inhumanity and, yeah. and all well, the that's, shit where Marvel comics that... were really they were pushing, pushing the humans. Humans.
2: Yeah, Again, like Pilmore. Mm. It's like, we need to but make Bangkok we can replace the X Men with these. We're like having as someone who's just finished reading I'm John what the I'm fuck John uh, um <laughs> as someone who's just finished reading the That was with The Stan that was with the Stanley and Jack Kirby run on
1: Fantastic
2: Four where the Inhumans are introduced I think it's something you would I don't know if they are compelling enough in their own right. As as a side, eternal style that we've been that we've been suspecting as a
1: story about a normal person yeah. being brought into that world could work.
2: Because it's a classic,
1: what... classic fantasy trope of there is a world beyond your imagination, and you, the avatar for our audience, go on this journey. Like that could
2: work, and that's what Charles Soule did with Charles Soule did with Inhuman.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, with the lead character of that being a new Inhuman. Well, that's what they did, because that, coming out of AV... Was it AVX?
1: Um, no, it was, it was Infinity. No, was it was Infinity. Yeah.
2: yeah, coming out of Infinity was Black Bolt detonating the Terrigen Bomb yeah. and creating a load of new Inhumans, which is how we got Ms. Marvel, Raleigh Khan, is how we got uh, the lead character of Inhuman, who I think was called... It was called Dante and had flame powers, because of course it was. Yes, um, and the Avengers passed him around for a bunch of time. Yeah, and he
1: was also crucial to the plot of Civil War Two.
2: Was it? Yeah. No, that was someone else. Oh, was that someone else? That was another mutant who had like, yeah. I who had like w- Matt just waved his hand, waved in front of his hand, head like was, a helicopter. I can it put it in the future. Um, oh, that was it. Yeah. Miles is gonna kill. Is gonna kill Captain America. Um, yeah,
1: because it was about it was about Tony being like we should get on top of this to it stop this stuff happening. It was basically. Yeah. And it's like, Captain was like, yeah, leave him alone. He's just a
2: kid. And you're like, wait, this is the second Civil War and once again, Tony's the dick. It was also probably the point where Brian Michael Bendis was <laughs> like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to take my sweet time doing this because I'm not I'm asked gonna go, about it. I want go to go DC. Oh, God. Um It won't give me Fantastic Four. I'm going to DC. Um... <laughs> But well, hey, Dan's like a well, fantastic four, and it's great. So and he's Dance yeah, up. he's um, yeah. So that works out well, I think. I, I, what I, we will I, get
1: back, I think, back when we recorded the voiceover for our Spider Month video yeah. for him, yeah, yeah. Um, we were having a chat about comic stuff and everything, and he he was talking about how it was in the air that a Fantastic Four book was going to happen, yeah, at some point because that the next was before
2: that was also before they announced the Chips Darsky Marvel Two in One, which yeah. built which leads up to yeah, it was the before return that of. Went.
1: Um, and it was fantastic it was uh he said "Like there's a couple of us who were kind of not so subtly putting our finger into that pie and going hi could we maybe and he said i can't say i can't say who it is and i can't say if it even happens he didn't even say it was fantastic four he said i can't even tell you that i can just tell you it's a book about a certain family that i really want to write for and i wish they would come back and i was like i, I yeah i get it so that like, i could tell from that conversation alone he wanted to tell stories about he's, the, he's about doing the a cracking the Richards so and, uh, and and the storms yeah. of
2: this world, the um, So yeah, <laughs> well, the first thing he did was uh, finally get Ben and Alicia hitched. Mm-hmm. Issue six, yeah. and it yeah. was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um,
1: they're totally in phase four. I'm just putting that prediction out there now. Yeah, I'm, I'm,
2: they're in phase four, and and I've gone off on a tangent. But what I wanted to say originally was, yeah. I think what we're gonna get instead of. At <laughs> SDCC, yeah, is what they did post Avengers last time where they just do yeah, a with thing that and go, with that one, Okay, it, here's the slate. With for that the next that one they three did it years.
1: like a couple of weeks before SDCC I yeah, think, yeah. wasn't it? And, and they, just, they just went, They had to, their own event basically, yeah. I think it was just before Ant Man came out, it was uh... like between Age of Ultron and Ant Man because, yeah, because they said like Age of Ultron, yeah, because they revealed Ant Man is coming up. Uh, man's coming up like next month and we can't wait for you all to see it and mm. they showed like some footage and stuff and it was like um, God that whole Captain America and Serpent Society you know, they just went oh I'm not sure at the very end Feige's like I'm not sure about that title can we try it again the graphic changes to Civil War and
2: then Danny Junior comes and out Danny
1: Junior and Captain Chris Evans come out everyone their shit, and then they're like oh by the way it will also debut Black Panther and here's Chadwick Boseman who's going to be playing it yeah, just yeah. like
2: I, 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 I would, would not, not be surprised if they drop another one of those on us with
1: You were back in Manchester by that point. Yeah. Because we were in this room no, as, as the
2: as the news broke. I wasn't back, I was visiting.
1: Oh yeah. So I think I was visiting. Early twenty fifteen. So like sort of Mayish. No,
2: late twenty fourteen. Early twenty fourteen. Yeah. Alright, yeah, maybe it was. I think. Um So yeah. The Civil War came out twenty fifteen. No, twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. So yeah, it would have been 2014 because stuff got moved around and Spider-Man got added.
1: No, the announcement was the announcement was made either just before or just after Age of Ultron in 2015, which was earlier 2015. I think you were literally up for just like a weekend because yeah, you maybe. came you came over and, No, I moved like, back in April
2: 2015.
1: Oh, so it would have been around then.
2: Yeah. Oh, so you already here. Welcome uh, back. I, can't, I can't remember. I can't remember. point is,
1: I remember you being in this living room on the night that we found out because it was like 9am in America and yeah. we were here that afternoon and we were just like looking at Twitter going, the fuck is this? And, like the slate came out I was like, oh my yeah. gosh! Um, we might be getting that again.
2: I, he says, I, as of the recording of this podcast was, before Comic Con If I was Marvel, that's what I'd do because you've got this big fucking question mark and uh, and everything's come out for this year mm-hmm. and we've got a sense of what the MCU's going to look like post endgame because we've seen a movie set in it now we can go okay well this is what you've got to look forward to my, 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 my CD
1: and it is mine
2: although I've seen other people mentioned it I, I, I
1: re-watched Far From Home last week yeah uh, non-plot spoiler for Far From Home not a plot spoiler but in that last scene, pre-credits, where he's swinging through the city, yeah. there is construction going on in Stark on Stark Tower, what was once oh, the Tower. yeah, yeah. It doesn't show you anything above, like the the base building. Yeah. Um, but you think that's going to be the Baxter Building? There is a, there is work walls at the bottom along the street, and the last time remember when we, we when we watched it, I spotted the. Yeah. We can't wait to show you what's next. Is written on each board. And it's
2: one. But two, on the second
1: time I saw three, that, the yeah. one, two, three, and then a question mark in the fourth circle. And it's like oh my god. I mean it could obviously just be allusion to phase four. Couldn't you imagine But the number four in a circle is can you, you know Imagine a story
2: if they've already cast Fantastic Four yeah. and got creatives and have managed to keep it under wraps. I would love that. And if it ain't Krasinski and Blunt as reading so Well and it's not gonna be Krasinski and Blunt. Oh, because Krasinski's just started filming *Quiet Place* Part Two, so he's not going to be. Yeah, but this yeah, but he's not in it. He's directing it. Yeah, but he's directing it. Yeah, they could totally leave a message.
1: <laughs> they could totally do a video message. They've done that before. I um, Tom Hiddleston wasn't even meant to be at San Diego Comic Con in I, uh, twenty when he came 12, out twelve, but then in he just came yet. out in full costume for *Dark World* and, and as a character. Tom Hiddleston is a boss. That's true. Um, well, I think we'll definitely get some Disney Plus confirmations. Yeah, we will.
2: Well, uh, they've already. Jon Favreau's already already said he started working on season two of The Mandalorian. Hot damn! And um, I can't remember one of the directors from. We're gonna get some. We're gonna get some. Rise of Sky. One of the directors from well. season one, but I can't remember who has been tapped to show on the Cassian Andor series. Who's directed on the series one?
1: Favreau did the pilot. Favreau. Taika Waititi's done a Ta- couple Titi. of episodes. Titi.
2: Bryce Les Howard.
1: It's, it's
2: whoever. It's the other the other person was.
1: Was Patty Jenkins spoken to about it? I remember. Uh, I remember the name popping
2: up at some point. Possibly. There's an article on Ten Geeky Bag. Give me two seconds. One. Feel for time. Feel for time. One and a half, ladies um, and gentlemen.
1: And did I mention in my countdown the number two would be um, appearing in a moment's Rick time?
2: From, uh, Rick, uh, family, you are. Oh, right, okay. Who uh, was attached to The Flash.
1: Ah, uh, I was. Before,
2: before 2016.
1: Oh, Christ, that film. Yeah. I, w- I never want that movie to come out.
2: It's not Isn't work. it ironic that the
1: film adaptation of The Flash has the slowest production life of I, any of one of these films? I fucking rewatched.
2: Justice League this weekend. Why would you because, do that? Because we had a small child in the ha- in the house for the weekend. And you chose to show him and shit? we showed him Wonder Woman. Okay. And he loved it. Yay. Because that's on Prime now. And it is he damn great. loved it. I was like, mm, do we want to watch Wonder Woman again? Or do I want to show him something else that's got Wonder Woman in? i was like, oh, fuck it. We'll show him Justice League. Oh, yeah. because then he might also like Aquaman how did he find, how did he find Justice League he's he, he's fucking six like he, just, so he was fairly he was just entertained like,
1: eh. oh well there you go <laughs> like, like the six year old he I mean, was going even when he
2: loves something yeah. you don't tend to get much of a reaction out of him anyway because he's super chill he's very chill he's, super he's, chill. Chill. <laughs> he's yeah. very chill it's like, mm, yeah, okay. Uh, right. but you'll know he liked it because he'll have to watch it again that's how we know he likes Avatar The Last Airbender you know, oh. every time we see him come oh. like, and watch Avatar <laughs> you're like can we well, we're on that. We're, we're on season three of Legend of Korra now, so we're nearly done with it. Hold down. I don't know if we go back to the beginning. I'll oh, um, watch some Beetle Bugs. Oh fuck that! That, that phase is gone. We've been right, there. There's that a house phase. and there's a ghost. For some reason, looks like Elvis. Yeah, and uh, here's a thing of bit and now they're Beetle Bugs. You, you can <laughs> Beetle Bugs is for four-year-olds. <laughs> Once you're older than four olds no, no like, Beetle Bugs like, is uh, it was specifically
1: made for four. Year olds, yes, it's just four, um, four babies in a room. But Yeah, so and there's a mummy and a times monster, and they're in a
2: comic. Big thing. bad, what it's, the fuck? It's the worst. Um, but I watched, <laughs> so I watched Justice League again, and the thing that struck me again, I think I said this before. I think I said this when we reviewed it. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Because there's <laughs> so there's so much in there that's almost great. There's so much stuff in there. You're like, oh, this could work. And then they just constantly fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And a big one of those is uh, Ezra Miller's Flash.
1: Yeah. Yes. I think
2: Ezra Miller makes a great Flash. I saw and... a fan
1: rewrite on YouTube where they just sort of were like, here's what I would have tweaked and this and other Where they well, basically say, the Flash should have been Wally West. That, that kind of... alone would have sort of, as a tonal thing, made it a different kind yeah, of... Yeah, maybe. And, and you suggest but... that the Flash is a legacy character and there has been a Flash... But Zack Snyder... Because then you can have that story of um, like the Speed Force and time travel. You have Wally trying to find
2: the original Flash, trying to find Barry Allen. Zack Snyder's been a lot more vocal recently about things that were changed from his production to yeah. the final production. He's
1: stoked the the, the, like, the, the Snyder yeah. Cut flames.
2: Like, oh yeah, I've got a Snyder Cut. So, like, it it's doesn't exist... Like... That you He cut together a
1: film up to that point. That's common practice for yeah, blockbusters, yeah. for them to have a cut up to that point. It's not a completed movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's what... Well, I think that's what about... people don't get, but he's purposely not oh, saying yeah. that to rile up that fan base. Well, it's he's... really weird. He's saying that he's got. You he can tell he's unhappy with Warner's, and he wants to
2: sort of make a stink, kick up a stink. So a few people have confirmed now that Darkseid was originally supposed to be in the flashback, uh, you know, flashback battle where it's Steppenwolf and and everyone fights off the Green Lanterns and the Greek gods and all that. Yeah, that was originally supposed to be Uxus, who is Darkseid pre Darkseid. Right, I guess. Right. Uh and according to the stuntman who plays Hercules in that scene, mm. it was Uxus on set.
1: Okay, um, so that's changed quite drastically.
2: Uh, both um, J.K. Simmons and Kieran Hines have said that the majority of the stuff they shot was cut from the final film. Yeah, Kieran um, Hines has been quite vocal about that. Yeah,
1: um, since saying um, like, "Yeah, I did so much more for Steppenwolf that just wasn't in it's it. It's just not there." Uh, and the home release isn't an extended cut; it's just no. it's just as is. No. So it wasn't but, stuff and, that they were willing, and, were willing to put the money into, which I I, was, I'm not surprised because the yeah. movie bombed financially. It was supposed to
2: be way darker,
1: based and... on on. I mean, you can see that in the original trailer. Certain scenes that are even just physically darker, literally at night darker, yeah, or in daytime. In and the, then going back, the like
2: all the super, like all the Superman stuff is reshoots. Yeah, because it all looks awful. Mm-hmm. It's all got. It's like, oh, we want to make this movie brighter. Okay, let's just turn up the digital color grading on the suit. No, it's a, it's um, not a good film. There was a black suit on set. There was a black Superman suit. Yeah, that they shot some stuff with. Oh, Snyder um, took a photo
1: of it early on yeah. the production as yeah. well.
2: Just Took a photo of like the close for the ass. Um, it, I don't want to see a Snyder cut, but I'm fascinated to see some more of yeah. that production material. Like, I
1: don't, I, I don't, I don't want to watch any version of that movie no, again. But, but I, I would be, love, I would to love read like a
2: big. Justice League history of the project, coffee table book with all the concept art and set photos and stuff. That would be fucking fascinating. It's never going to happen because yeah. legally it'll be mired up in all sorts of bullshit. But same reason we'll probably never find out exactly what happened with Trunks Fantastic Four. There's like, there's so much legal stuff that will have yeah, happened. Yeah, but there's nothing interesting about Trunks Fantastic Four. Oh, wow. Whereas even have... though Justice League's a bad film, yeah. there are some interesting things about it. I just want to know about the drama. <laughs> I, just,
1: I just want a first hand account from the people whose Airbnb stayed oh. in to be like, yeah, his dogs. Ate everyone. All of the furniture.
2: <laughs> everyone involved in that movie, with the possible exception of Michael B. Jordan, is a prick. Oh, and Toby Kebbell. Toby Kebbell's cool. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Jamie, maybe Jamie. Bell, Jamie
1: Bell? Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Maybe it's just Kate Tim Mara. Tim
1: Blake Nelson? Maybe it's just. Basically, Kate basically, Kate Mara and, Kate and, Mara, and uh, Miles Teller.
2: and Josh Trank. Josh Shank. <laughs> They're all the worst. All to twats. <laughs> <laughs> all <Alter> to twats. Um. <laughs> any more news, Sonny Jim? Yeah, so, we got a trailer for The King's Man. Yes. Uh, the King's prequel. It's a World War 1 set. Origin of the Kingsman thing and Ray Fiennes in it and... It's, not, it's
1: nice how the trailer doesn't allude to Kingsman until that last shot before the title. You know what I'm really where looking Where they flat to. out just
2: get out in front of the tailor shop and you're like, oh, it's a Kingsman movie. I'm looking forward to the an idea a movie that takes the concept of the Kingsman and removes it from all the crass humour that's in the Well, in that's two. the thing. Um... I really Mark love
1: Miller, love him that. or hate him, I sort of am on the the Miller fence with Mark I, he's, Miller. He's
2: a bit too mean spirited for me. I, like I, every I comic book He lo- writes nearly yeah. as someone going, mm, "Comic books are dumb, and you're
1: dumb for reading them." But at, like, the time, off, at the same time, at the same time, a lot of the icky taste I get from adaptations of his work on film comes from the second entry focusing on what was gross and shocking about the first one and doubling
2: down I so Kick usually...
1: Kick-Ass 2 is a better version of the Kick-Ass 2 book which, it's much better the film well, is much nicer I think, than I think the book the
2: film also but doesn't still... double down as much as the book does
1: yeah whereas but, but, whereas it, painful it also kind of focuses on the nastiness of Kick-Ass 2 much more whereas the, mm. the Kick-Ass book and the Kick-Ass film of the first volume and everything is distinctly the same story but has its own distinct flavour I think also so, so like one of them is a more sort of Oh, slight Hollywood sheen, more palatable version. Matthew Vaughn um, is also
2: a big problem. With well, again, these, um, these films. I think again
1: with uh, K- uh, Kingsman. Yeah. I know he yeah. didn't direct the second Kingsman.
2: No, he did. Yeah, did, I thought, did, I thought yeah. he was only executive producer. Though. No, I believe he um, he wrote and directed it. Emma well, Goldman wrote, uh, wrote and he directed it.
1: But Kingsman, believe. but Kingsman two again, like is dreadful. Like it's really, it really bad, bad because it. it doubles down on basically the closing gag of the first one. That's what tone
2: it thinks it should have. And, and that was and the it's thing it's that really people liked the least about that film.
1: Yeah, it's so strange. So it's the only thing,
2: really, that I don't <laughs> like about that first film is that closing gag. Yeah, yeah. It's just. I mean, I
1: get, I get its, I get its point as part of the pastiche of Bond and all that stuff. Yeah, but Bond can but, fuck off but, as well. But Kingsman has such an emotional core to it beneath the surface of the cool and the gore and all that stuff that that moment just feels crass and like it comes the fuck out of nowhere. You're like, yeah. wait, what? Huh? Like, if the film had been maybe a little a little nastier, a little dirtier throughout, that moment would have been like a, oh, well done, guys. You've ended on a really odd joke. But instead, it's like, no, you've yeah. shown us you can be more than this. And then to end on that is so weird. And then they do a whole second one. Maybe. So I'm hoping The King's Man, like
2: you say. Well, Matthew Vaughn's still directing it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mark but... Miller is only exec producer on this one. He didn't help create it or carve it. Because he's been knee deep in Miller World Netflix yeah. development, which it's I'm just... sure we're going to find out some more about Comic Con. We have to, surely. Yeah,
2: because they've been touting that for fucking ages, and they've just not shown anything of it. Yeah, like because what were the development, the a version of Hook was yeah. in the work was in the works. Uh, Nemesis Jupiter's was being looked at again.
1: Legacy? Jupiter like, Jupiter's Legacy.
0: I,
2: I mean, I'd watch, uh, yeah. I'd
1: watch, I'd watch a, a superhero horror movie based on Nemesis. Like again, that is a nasty ass book, but yeah. if, if you're going to adapt it, lean into that and don't be like it's a superhero horror movie. Be like, no, this is a horror movie about a psychopath who yeah. who this is his this is his style, like this, like evil Bruce Wayne. Like do that, yeah, and make it more of a horror movie, like the way that Brightburn is not. It's a superhero movie, but a horror. It's no, this is a horror film. Yes, using the Superman um ideology and iconography to, to, to tell its story.
2: But the Jane the James Bond thing actually remembered another piece of news that I forgot to put on the itinerary. Yes. Lashana Lynch new double O seven in Bond twenty five. Cool. Hey,
1: just so you know I'm a reasonable, rational human being who also watched Spectre. So I remember, <laughs> that, I remember that Bond resigned yeah. and isn't 007 anymore. Yeah. So when you tell me that piece of news, I'm like, oh, that's cool. So, there's a new so 007? She's, she's the 007 that Bond is going to encounter inevitably when he crosses paths with MI6 in this film. <laughs> that's going to be really cool. Do you know how a lot of the internet interpreted it, boys and girls?
2: <laughs> uh, the Mickey J's, Bond and Black Woman. Fuck off. She's the new 007. In that film, it's a code name. In that film, you know
1: stars Daniel Craig as James Bond. Like, it what is wrong with you?
2: 007 in Casino Royale. It's a fucking... It's the title. <laughs> no, it's a codename. It's name. the position. You just want to complain about shit because you don't like women and you especially don't like black women because you're pricks.
1: But this, coupled with the little mermaid news from last week, this has brought about a bit of a debate online as to whether or not this is targeted um, controversy. Like it, the the way the information has been revealed, and in this case, little little more Little Mermaid because that that was just here's who's playing Ariel, and then the internet lost its shit and racists be racists. But yeah, yeah. Um, in this case, it was announced through I think I believe it was Variety or one of those sources. It was the Sun. It was the Sun. Oh, Broke it yeah, originally, I but, think. but that headline was replicated throughout its announced throughout its releases. Yeah. So it's a very specifically worded headline. To the point where the speculation is Sony have made sure that's the headline, haven't they? They've made sure that is the wording to get people talking. Because the old adage is all publicity is good publicity. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: And it's like... I'm just happy that an amazing actor is getting to be in another big franchise after she was kind of almost
2: underutilised in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Where
1: she's one of the best things in it and she's not in it that much.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if they pull the identical daughter thing and try and bring her back as... Monica Rambeau in Captain Marvel too. I hope so because I think she's great. Yeah, she's um, so good. I like to see more of her.
1: I would be surprised though if a Captain Marvel sequel was set pre the modern era anyway, and just yeah. was like you know still set in the nineties just to, to capitalize on that. Yeah. Um, also, that's another thing that annoyed me in, in 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 Captain Marvel in retrospect because of Agents of Shield. In uh, Agents of Shield, uh, Captain Marvel. This is like Coulson, the new guy. Yeah, Coulson starts straight out of high school according to Agents of don't, S.H.I.E.L.D. Don't. Just oh ignore God. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But I've already got Series 2 lined up and ready to go.
2: Ignore it. Watch it, and then just let it fade from your mind. Uh, Hail Hydra, yeah? Like, uh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. God. oh, God. Hail Hydra. Oh, God. Um,
1: I was going to... I talk... do I do love that characters like... Uh, Garrett, um, Bill Paxton's character, gets yeah. straight pulled up. It's like, so you're Nazis. It's like, we're not Nazis. It's like... Dude, shut up. <laughs> it's like. You are actually Nazi. Hans, Sch- was it, what's the Red Skull called? Hans? Uh, Johann Schmidt. Johann Schmidt, yeah. Johann Schmidt is your founder. The Red Skull.
2: No, Nazi man.
1: Nazi man. Like, and they were like, Hydra's never about that. And it's like, yeah, what? Alright, so you piggybacked off Nazis to do your more evil yeah. than Nazi stuff? <laughs> uh, so Way more it's, evil. Than- <laughs> yeah, okay. it's, 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 mm. that's one bit in a major to show where they really sort of buy into it. And you're like, well
2: done. That's bloody brilliant. Um, I was going to talk about the Barbie movie, because <laughs> Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig are on it, and they, but the only thing I really have to say about it is that... Yeah. It's happening. I mean, Barbie... Greta Gerwig got a lot of buzz for <clears throat> her directorial debut of Ladybird. I watched it and went... Yeah. okay. <laughs> so, um,
1: it's like... like... It's, it's Barbie, Barbie as a company and as a brand over the last ten years especially have been doing amazing work. I don't yeah. know how... how I don't know how much you've been keeping across the Barbie franchise, man. Mm. but it, they've been doing some amazing work The the dolls themselves, like Barbie is the name given to the line. And as far as the characters are concerned, the, the blonde, familiar, blonde head, familiar faced character is the one that retains the name. But Barbie now, if you go into like our local Asda, for example, Barbie is a range of about 30 different dolls. Yeah each different body types, ethnicities. Um, They're different, you know, there's really sort of skinny build ones. There are like more, what is considered medically average build. There are larger build ones. Yeah. Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, 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 and even the main Barbie, like her design has been tweaked to be within a more human proportion Um, because a big misconception of the shape of old school Barbie and part of the reason why when people adopted it as like a style, it was so sort of stupid on their part. It was I never really considered it harmful from Barbies when you read into the history of it. Yeah, The reason the doll was shaped the way the doll was shaped is so you could get clothes on and off of it really quickly. Yeah. like That's why it was shaped like that. So it you was just also, go it was also, slide and put back on. It was also, also based on. on
2: like a kinky... Well, the, the OG one, Sexy yeah. Sexy thing from, but, but from Germany. The,
1: but when they released Barbie, the doll itself, it was never meant to be
2: a continuation of a no, component of no, that. No, no, it was just that's where they got the idea. Yeah,
1: and it's sort of that whole thing of like, so it's always been about female empowerment and the empowering image of women for young girls to do Well, bend. I mean, it's been
2: more about selling clothes. Well, that's Tiny, the, tiny clothes. Well, that's
1: the thing. Like, it became more about that fashion icon thing. People go, I want to look like Barbie. Then you have those people who like majorly modcon their body to look like a Barbie doll. And you're like, mm. Look into the history of that thing you're idolising. They're not saying that's the ideal shape. They're saying that's the ideal shape if you want to create a doll that you can dress and undress easily because it's a fashion doll. Yeah. you fucking idiots. And obviously as the shape and sizes and the the, the, the the body type of Barbies have changed in the last four or five years, they have been inventive at the Toy Factory. They've designed clothing and ways of using the clothing that can get on and off easier on the different
2: body they've, types. They've gone places <clears> with
1: them. Yeah. The character has a vlog on YouTube <laughs> that is about... Like, uh, issues of anxiety and, um, so like self reliance yeah. and family. And it's like, it's brilliant. It's so well written and so well performed. It's sort of like a, a, a motion capture, um, character. And they vlog every now and again. And it's amazing. Mm. And it's so cool. Uh, so if they want to focus on the company's current, like, trajectory of, of self love and, and you know championing who you are and it being about more that core message of fashion having fun having a laugh if they want to if they want to stick to that power to them yeah and margot robbie seems to be like a pretty cool person based on interviews and everything so to have her playing barbie as is, is apparently the case great cool just don't do anything from the Sony hack yeah. that was revealed, Ari the Barbie movie from five, six years ago, where also, it was like the Barbie world. and Why like, would you want to
2: get the, oh. the, the pair who did Francis Ha to do your Barbie movie? People love that fucking movie. I are absolutely dull, pretentious shit. Well, do you know what we could avoid? I've got opinions. <laughs> yeah. well, do
1: you know how we could avoid dull, pretentious shit? San Diego um, Comic-Con. Yes!
2: What's this what's this thing you've got planned for
1: us? As we've stated what? before boys and girls if you're listening to this you're listening to this as the con has already begun we're recording this on Wednesday the 17th of July. Uh so I thought instead of us doing the obvious because we've obviously spoke a bit about like what Marvel might do but instead of us focusing on the obvious why not we let random happenstance decide what the headlines are going to be. Okay. From San Diego Comic-Con. Okay. I've devised a little game. All so, right.
2: This is fucking worrying.
1: And uh, b- before you, you see three piles of little folded pieces I of paper. Do. I see three
2: folded piles. There's a
1: slightly bigger one and two smaller ones. One mark one, one mark two. It's like a
2: little paper pile dick.
1: In a way. In many ways. Little, dick little, and balls. Little paper
2: cock and balls. Little
1: well, cock and balls. Well, this cock and balls is my rudimentary put-together DIY version of essentially San Diego Comic-Con Cards Against Humanity. So oh. I'm going to pull... Well, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you pick them, but you're gonna okay. you're gonna pull a situation, yeah, uh, a headline, if you will, okay. from San Diego Comic Con 2019. Okay. From this selection, and there will be two gaps in each one. Whoa. One numbered one, one numbered two. That's when you're gonna pick a one and pick a two. You're gonna read a headline, then you're gonna put people into that headline, and then you, good sir, are gonna oh. tell me what that story's all about. Okay. So, <laughs> All right. Matthew, James, Horogenous, Archibald, Gibbon Watson.
2: Gibbon.
1: These are your names. I prefer Gibbon.
0: Thank
1: you. Um, and yet, weirdly, the one that sounded weirdest was James. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
1: uh, take your pick of your first San Diego Comic-Con headline. I'm going to pick this one. That's right in
2: the middle, right underneath the microphone. I'm going to say it, and the headline is...
1: Okay, there's... so please
2: read it and please read... Uh, blank. One or two for the blanks. Marvel and Disney have announced that blank, number one, will kick off Phase 4 by starring by starring in the blank two movie. So Marvel and Disney have
1: announced that blank will kick off Phase 4 so by I'm starring in, in the, the blank, blank, blank movie. movie.
2: Ruby Thursday.
1: Okay, so what's should... <laughs> your...
2: It could work! <laughs> um, what
1: What is your first number? Your first number is... Number one! Be number number, number one. one. Okay, number one. So... Here's your number ones. Pick any number one. Don't read it just yet. Pick them, pick them, pick them. And I'll, I'll, I'll keep hold of it. I'm in that one. Okay. And here is your number twos. All right, all right, all right. Okay, all right all right. all right, all right. All right. All right, all right. Sweet baby Jesus. So it's a number one then a number two in your headline. Pick a number two. Uh, I'm going to take that number two. Take that number two. Okie dokie. So we've got one and we got two.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh... Oh, God. I've <laughs> just dropped him on the floor in the path of a fan, because, of course. Uh, so, number one is first, number two is second. That yep. is easy to understand. So, together, let us read out the complete headline. Okay, so, Marvel
2: and Disney have announced that... Brie Larson, Larson will kick off Phase 4 by starring in the... Aunt May movie. So Matt, apparently, uh, Phase Four is kicking off with an Aunt May film. Yeah, starring Brie Larson. So I guess what's that about? I why? Why?
1: Why have they gone in that direction? They
2: are going to uh, dig into the history of, of Marissa Tomei's May. Yeah, Marissa Tomei. Um, very, and, very good. And reveal her uh, her pre-Ben Parker relationship with uh, Carol, Captain Marvel Danvers. Hold up, slow the slow the press. Yeah. Stop the phone.
1: Grind the dreams. Um, Aunt May and Carol Danvers are mates. Is that a thing? Are they hanging out? When's it, it is set? Now. Is it set like? Is it set like pre Captain Marvel? It,
2: no, it couldn't be. Oh, it have to be set. Oh,
1: maybe it must post Captain Marvel pre Spider Man Homecoming.
2: Pre Spider Man Homecoming. Well, no, because oh no, because Peter wouldn't have been born. Well, that's fine. Like May's not as. She wouldn't have been born. She'd be married to Ben. Is she married to Ben yet, though? No, maybe not. When's... when's Can Marvel set? 95?
1: Yes. Yes. Early 95, because Stan Lee's auditioning for Mallrats. He yeah. was learning his lines for the rats cameo. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> I so guess it, they could be. I guess... <laughs> Do you think...
1: <laughs> I know exactly where this question is going.
2: Do you think, uh me, Do you think I'm a scroll?
1: Oh, um, <laughs> could be. I think this is. I, I'm thinking more. This is an adaptation of that really shitty Trouble. series, Trouble. Yeah, where they go on semi-lesbian
2: adventures across Europe. I mean, that's <laughs> that's falling into some dangerous fan service territory.
1: Well. Is it? Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah the most definitely I, is.
2: Mm, I think it's poor. See, I think it's a backwards move on Disney's part, like giving into the the baser desires of its fan base, and basically saying we're going to do Thelma and Louise with Captain Marvel and Aunt May, mm. like, but also probably a little more, a little bit more little lesbian. Yeah. So I, now I mean, it's not even the
1: word "and" between Thelma and Louise; it's an ampersand. It's, it, the space is less yeah, the between space.
2: them. Thelma versus.
0: Thelma v. v Louise, uh, Captain
1: Marvel v Aunt May. Um, God. I think I, I think what really was imagine. most upsetting was when the audience member asked, uh, "Will Uncle Ben actually be in this movie, or even be acknowledged in this movie?" And Kevin Feige just shot them.
2: Ah! Oh no no! <laughs> it can be post. It can be post. Um, end game. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. oh right. you mean it is post endgame? Yes, these it could these be. are
1: definite things that yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. So at San Diego Comic Con 2019. But it's
2: Aunt May gets abducted and replaced by a, by a squirrel terrorists and has to team up with Captain Marvel to get back home to her nephew. I yeah. Do you know? Yeah.
1: Okay. I mm-hmm.
2: yes. Given how sparse the details have been so far about this project, I I think that's the way they should take it. Do you think we're going to get any footage at New York Comic Con? Um. No, no. Because I love no.
1: it when they showed that still of, uh, of Aunt May. Yeah. Ninja kicking Nick Fury in the tits. Yeah, that was quite good. And the fact that they they explicitly worded it that way yeah. in the press release. Kick Nick in the tits. Kick Nick's tits. Kick Nick's tits. Nick is tits. Um, um, I can't I, wait for that. It's going to be amazing Way it kick off. I think, I think
2: off. that's a really, really smart way to capitalise on your sort of side characters. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Unexpected things. Yeah.
1: Coming out in March 2020. Aunt May. Um, right. Okay, one, two, three, four, or five.
2: You'll <laughs> we'll take this one.
1: Go for five. Okay, so what um, is your new, headline? new give us, headline? Give us the blank, Sonny Jim.
2: Uh, blank number one is in talks to direct a movie adaptation of Blank number two using only puppets.
1: Okay, so pick a number one. Which one uh, do we going for? We're going to go for that pop number my, one.
2: Puppet my sternum, and we're going to go for that number two. Okay, so. So, open up number one. Keanu Reeves is in talks to direct a movie adaptation of Batman using only puppets. Now this surprised everyone because everybody was under the impression that Matt Reeves was directing a new Batman movie. Ah no, they're gonna do a they're gonna do a Sony Spider Man thing. They're gonna have multiple Batman universes,
1: right? But they're only so, hiring people with the surname Reeves to direct.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, also, Keanu
1: so, Reeves- so, so the Vic Reeves interpretation of Batman, yeah. Batman's of things, Big Night Out, is due next
2: year. One of the things that um, <laughs> people don't know about Keanu Reeves is he's actually like the uh, John Cusack character from Being John Markovich. Really? Where he's really into marionettes and he wants to do a movie. With life-size marionettes, and um, the only way you can do it is, is really get a big license to work with, and so also so, and also some in.
1: very tall cranes, yeah, very tall to cranes. hoist up those marionettes. It's gonna
2: be like a, it's going to be basically shot in Proscenium arch, but like, he's going to be in the flies, um, <laughs> just doing big life-size puppets. But it's good because it means they can they can really push the boat out with the action because they don't have to worry about injuring anyone. They just bash puppets together. It'd be like Team America, but good. Um... And Batman. So I think they can, if this pans out, I think they can really do some interesting stuff with it. And also get a bit crazier on the character designs because you don't have to fit someone in the suit. Mm. You just have to manipulate the puppet. But I I think Keanu Reeves' sensibilities of just being, you know, a really chill dude with a taste for action can sort of help to really uh, highlight the the duality of of Bruce Wayne slash Batman, of the the chill Bruce Wayne facade, which, you know, hides the, the. Almost a murderer, Batman Beneath. Almost, but not quite a murderer. What did you think about his reveal that he will be playing
1: in live action, amongst the marionettes, the role of Catwoman? That's so said it was his dream
2: role. He said it was his dream role. It's a bold choice. I mean, he keeps in shape, so he's going to look good in the spandex. True. Leather. Whatever. they decide to go with. PVC style, maybe, like a Michelle Fyler. As puppets. Probably Anton um, Fleece. And probably, String. Probably, probably Shave. You think so? Probably shave. You think? Mostly, I don't know if he mm, should. I mean, it, it, it's a bold. <clears throat> She's experiment. a cat woman, after it, all. It, it's a bold. It's a bold experiment in gender. Um, in gender roles being, you know, switched in film, and I think it. it, it it's going to take someone as. As well liked as Keanu Reeves to sort of. Bring some of the more. Uh, Closed-minded people around to the idea, but I think you could do it. Yeah. Um. I mean, he did read the script extract,
1: uh, mm. just a little bit of the script mm. extract with the uh, with the reveal of the, of the film of mm. the thing. Ninety um, percent of the dialogue is just him
2: saying "woe." Well, he's got a very expressive "woe." He does. No one has, an, has a as a "woe" as expressive. It's Keanu oh, that's a really sad fact. When you when you mishear it, <laughs> no one has a more also expressive that, yeah. "woe." No, it's him. a double mean, it's, it's, it's actually written in the script. If you find a picture of it, it's actually "woe."
1: Yeah. So every every oh.
2: line, most of the lines are in fact whoa. Oh.
1: Whoa. So, oh very, so it's, it's
2: going to be a very tragic film. So he's I mean. going
1: darker than Burton. Then. Yeah. Darker than because Burton. Because in
2: in highlighting <laughs> the dichotomy of Bruce Wayne and Batman, he's also going to get to the core of the sadness behind the character. Yeah. So that's why. You know, woe is is symbolic. Really, I really hope uh, Robert Pattinson doesn't walk onto the wrong set, though.
1: No, that can be quite confusing. That could oh. be ooh, very oh, strange. Everyone's being very wooden today. <laughs> uh, they're actually going to be uh,
2: low density polyurethane. Oh, of course. Yeah, well, density. you know, it's, it's better yeah. for the environment in a way. Yeah. yeah.
1: So Keanu Reeves directing an uh, all puppet Batman <laughs> adaptation Can't with a life size marionette. Can't wait. Uh, can you believe as well? Uh, can you believe which other one came out? Uh, yeah, this, let's uh, take what a other look. The story look was revealed at that San was Comic Con 2019. It was uh, definitely
2: revealed that fruit pie is in the shape of number two. Are found to contain traces of number one within the fluffy, crusty casing. Oh, yeah. No, so this, well, this was, was a this was pretty was, tragic accident. Yeah, the occurs. food stalls in there, this really, this really happened uh, to go south. Yeah, so and, that's, um, uh, for, for the sake m-
1: of. For the sake of clarity, we should probably... There's been some probably...
2: definite safety concerns about yeah. what, about, certainly about next year's event of, of, of food vendors and what's going to happen. So, um, fruit pie's in the shape of number two. Cyborg. Cyborg. Mm. So, you know, d- d- intricate, intricate baking mm. uh, found to contain traces of... The rock. The rock within the fluffy, crusty casing. I mean... It was pretty tra- tragic to lose him <sighs> that way. Well, really, it was only a bit of him. True. I mean, the, he, he's going to be out. He's going to be out of action for a bit. Only ten percent of him was in those pies. He did do that movie where he only had one leg. That so is he's true. Used to, he's used to working down, you know, down a limb. It's a bit disturbing considering it was the Teen Titans
1: Ghost stall, though.
2: Yeah, you know, they
1: were giving out to children yeah. fleshy, chunk, think, fleshy chunks of Doctor. Bravestone. Um, well, they said you couldn't wrapped taste, in wrapped in a booyah pasty. They said you couldn't taste the flesh. Which is worrying in a way because they were they were meant to be meat patisseries. Yeah, so, what about fruit patisseries? True, but I mean, is a rock a fruit? Fruit of the body, fruit perhaps. of the mind, fruit of the soul, fruit of the
2: fruit of the earth. Yeah, maybe they shouldn't have open kitchens on the common. No, floor. no, particularly not with you know those those. Big grinders, like you see at the end of Kingsman Two, that Pedro Pascal gets thrown into. Yeah, as as for Kingsman Two, don't watch it; it's terrible. Because he is um, a,
1: the, like Dwayne is, what was a tall man. Yeah, um, now he's significantly short. He's significantly shorter in a way. Uh, I do feel bad for for his fans. Yeah, for the Teen Titans stall. I feel bad for his knees. Yeah, most importantly, I feel bad for America.
2: I mean, I always feel bad for America, but this is the least of their problems, really. Um, but well, it's okay because. We also had... On to slightly more positive news, that definitely happened
1: at San Diego Comic-Con 2019.
2: Despite fan backlash, number one will don the classic costume to portray number two on Broadway. Oh, wow. So a bit of musical um, news. So the great news is... Yeah. ...that... Despite the fan backlash. Yeah. Number one. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Mm. Will done the classic costume to portray number two. Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian on Broadway. <laughs> now, I thought they would have gone with, with Red Sonja. Yeah, I mean, well, it is, it is 2019. We can't so, assume, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's, so the, let's so be the, sensitive so here. So the idea to feminise Conan, I think, was a, was a bold move. Mm. Um, I think some of the soundtrack is a little on the nose. Yeah, I think metal bikini. Now you see me. Uh, doesn't you got... quite fit. The tone of Matt just achieved the bonus of... point of
1: naming a song.
2: <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> of making a serious sort of stab at an action fantasy musical. It's a bold. It Josh feels more like a beach party, yeah. really, doesn't it? And
1: In a way, so it's which... like an Elvis film. Yeah, I guess you have to have the. <laughs>
2: the the song in cheek aspect of it to 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 get something like this off the ground, but especially when you you know you're going with the uphill struggle of 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 gender swapping your um your main character, which as you know as with the Keanu Reeves uh, announcement, I I think that's it's definitely uh something that people are working on to sort of break down those gender roles and open it up to more people. what did I, you what did you think of the because they because
1: they performed um, Metal Bikini now yeah, you see me yeah. on, on 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 the Hall H stage as a taster. What do you think of Gargadell's choice to go full Arnie Austra- Austrian in her accent?
2: Well, oh, I think you had... Although they're making radical changes, I think you do have to homage the original to yeah. a degree, and um, it was an interesting choice to do it. It helps give the the music a little bit of um, a little bit of snarl, yeah, a bit of flavour. Because it's not the most exciting score. It's just a lot of drums and the odd string stab. It's well, like that's because that's they
1: only had drums and a, a string to stab. Yeah, well, on the stage, Hall H looks bigger than it is in real life. Yeah. You know, the actual stage, folks. You can yeah. only fit a few drums and uh, Gal Gadot dressed as Conan the Barbarian, yeah. and and James L. Jones reprising his role from the original film, but with a sock puppet of a snake on yeah, his hand. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean. It's i be interested to see if that is, a, just the constraint of this presentation, or if that's the, what, what the budget left them. Oh yeah, no, the rights yeah. to
1: buy Conan on stage and to pay for Gal Gadot's um, uh, tenure on, on the show alone yeah. uh, was the budget. Okay. So it's pretty, it's pretty. I mean, I, I hear they don't even have a stage per se. they Well, that explains do it why they didn't go with in Times Square of,
2: instead of you know actually creating a feminized version of the classic. Conan costume—they just put her in the loin cloth and then sprayed the sports bra silver. Yeah, <laughs> which I guess, I guess <laughs> explains why you have to have the song "Metal Bikini." Now you see me, just to explain what that actually is. They sort
1: of have to acknowledge that yeah. there is a bikini on Conan. Yeah. Um. So I do understand that in a way.
2: Although technically, if it's not got bikini bottoms, it's got loincloth cloth inside. Is it technically a bikini?
1: Ah, uh, it's a. Barberini. Well, then, what, what
2: is a bikini, really? What is a, a bikini but a miserable little pile of secrets? Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> our next official headline that definitely will/slash did come out of Comic Con
2: 2019 is: uh, The number two booth at SDCC 2019 causes a when they give number one away free in a tote bag so, <laughs> so you can have that this again two, was sort of a, a bit frightening for the yeah, child it's that just found been, it. it it's just been a real whirlwind there's been some really crazy marketing stabs so it was the, the <laughs> oh, number, the, the number oh two beef. I wrote these and I'm like I, I wasn't expecting this one to pop uh,
1: up in this scenario the, the number two booth yeah, the booth for that younger Tony Stark from Heroes Reborn. So the
2: younger Tony Stark Heroes Reborn booth, which I think is a really awkward title for them. They're gonna to have to change that. They are really, but, in a way. Um, but it, you know, hey,
1: they've got to catch, They've got to get that sweet Iron Man money. There's a lot of
2: explaining to do. So I guess <laughs> the, the, um, yeah. Uh, the, so the the younger Tony Stark from Heroes Reborn booth at SEC Twenty Nineteen causes a stir because they gave um, Jennifer Lawrence Jennifer Lawrence away free in a tote bag. Yeah, it was really competitive. <laughs> It was really cool just to get that one Jennifer Lawrence. Well, that was the
1: thing. She was she was the uh, she was the chase figure. Yeah. Of the booth. Um, I mean, the rumor was before the convention that she was doing it on purpose.
2: Yeah. To I mean, get
1: away from it all.
2: She just wanted to get out there and, and be taken away somewhere unknown. Yeah. It's.
1: I mean, unreal. what was she? Where was she expecting to be taken when she was hidden in a giveaway from Comic Con? Like she was going know. to end up in. A like uh, mouth
2: breather's fucking basement.
1: A, a, a neckbeard's uh, yeah. satchel. You know Which what I mean? Is
2: like literally the, the last place I'd want to be if I was, you know, a, a, an attractive woman, even if I did have a shitty attitude. But um, <laughs> I'm just—I'll be honest—I'm
1: just surprised that she chose that stand because, as I, as is known at Comic Con, yeah, she's not everyone. The, she's not a big fan of the, 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 of the comic book thing, uh, sort of movie genre. But everyone was going to be at that stand because. Everyone loves that time they killed off Tony Stark and brought him back She's as fucking, a time travel
2: teenager. In it's the 90s. a really, really iconic, well-loved part of the comic mm. mythology that no um,
1: one, no one has uh, ever truly tried to brush under the, no, the, the rug no, at it's, all, it's and is definitely been, beloved.
2: It's it, for a while it was in you know those top those long top boxes, yeah. The Stanley presents and it had the little blurb about who the character is and what yeah. they do. That was a, a staple part of the Iron Man um, and even the recap pages in the two thousands. Warren Ellis insisted that that be in the recap pages for Extremists.
1: He did. Um, and Welcome it, to my seminal Iron Man work. It, Do you remember that time yeah. we killed him off? It was. And his corrupted teenage self
2: was time traveled into the present yeah. to replace him. It was at one point in the script for the. Yeah first Danny Jr movie In fact, and,
1: it, it was kind of a surprise that Jennifer Lawrence would sort of steal the thunder when it was announced that Danny Jr will be reprising
2: the role yeah but um, that de technology has come a long long way which is um, why it's
1: so odd that he decided to
2: go for the plastic surgery route yeah well I mean he already got one career revitalization out of Iron Man true so if you can no one gets two bites of that apple until now Mm. So I guess we can see where it really does take him. Although shaving those couple of inches off, off his legs to shorten him to, be, to look 14, probably... Because that's not going to grow back. He's going to have to get another procedure to get that bone put back in. But well, on the plus side, The Rock can be a stunt double this year. Maybe. There is Maybe. that. There is that. Um, but yeah, Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Lawrence, it's the most commitment I've seen a show to anything in about a decade. So If
1: anyone finds her... A... Please yeah, put please, her on eBay but, for I'd like to know a that scalper's ransom.
2: Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. I, I don't want any harm to come to her.
1: No, but do sell her for an overpriced amount on eBay
2: to the highest bidder. But free her. Like, don't, she's not an object. Yeah, well,
1: she free. isn't an object, but she was given away in a tote bag. And as we all know, that does make you taxed. It was her idea. Oh, true point. True point. Commitment to the role. And finally, the last,
2: movies. <laughs> last um,
1: headline to definitely come out of San Diego
2: Comic-Con so 2019. This was a real uh, turn up for the books, in more ways than one, because um, a new series of erotic novels mm. from the pen of... I can just
1: read these direct. Yeah. From the pen of
2: Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. He's a busy boy. I mean, I, yeah, he, he loves his erotica, just Taika Waititi will show a saucier side of...
1: Zombies Ate My Neighbours.
2: Ooh! Now that, for those who don't remember, (laughs) Zombies Ate My Neighbours was a classic LucasArts SNES and Mega Drive game Mm. in which you played um, a kid and his sister, um, (laughs) basically saving the neighbourhood from zombies and monsters and all things crazy with squirt guns, exploding soda, all that kind of... Exploder, if you will. Um, (laughs) So Takawa Titi, of course, known for his love of of wacky things, and um, you know, he's got a you look at what we do in the shadows and some of the gags they make. He's got a bit of a horny side. Mm. Um, you know, there's just a lot of jokes about anuses in, in Thor Ragnarok. Quite um, a few, quite a few. Fingers, fingers being all sparkly and tingly
1: and things yeah. like that. They get, yeah. they get yeah. up in there. Yeah. Up in this um, piece.
2: I Orgies. It's going to be... It's my birthday. <laughs> I would like them to sort of... I, I, I think he will because I don't think he's, he's quite this uh, kinky. I, I hope they're going to avoid the incest route with the two main characters. Because they are they are brother and sister, unless rebooting, they make that um, they remove that relationship, sort of girl and boy next door kind yeah, of vibe yeah. instead. I think that's a more and, and sort of using this this invasion of, of creatures uh, as a you know backdrop and sort of metaphor for burgeoning sexuality. Because I think the girl's a bit older, mm-hmm. so that's that younger boy uh being taken on the wing of an of an older woman even though the the, the both still you know, like, relatively young. Maybe it's a ba- maybe it's a baby sort of thing, I don't know. But it, it, it's getting into weird territory there. You kinda of because you could have to make the boy sixteen at least. For it to not be. For a UK audience
1: I suppose. For a UK audience. For America yes. they, they'll they be very uncomfortable if they, the characters are
2: anywhere under 18 in any way shape or form.
1: Well then I think you have to do
2: the, the boy and girl next door thing don't you? Yeah. And But you know well, maybe, high school maybe, seniors. Maybe
1: it's romance between them but the eroticism of the novel comes from the zombies. Maybe. He's been very unclear on it aside from the fact that he just got up on stage and started reading an extract to himself and then just just,
2: just, yeah. started, just started pounding I mean, it's it on not, stage. I mean, it's not a thing I'd expected to see uh, at SDCC, but it was also one of my favourite panels for that very reason. I did not expect to be so mesmerised by Taiko Waititi just jerking it on the, on in the middle of Hall 8. And especially when his seed... Shall yeah. we say, shot forth because some serious distance on that he must have really been edging it.
1: my favorite part was the fact that it cleared the third row yeah and as it as it did, he whispered into the microphone, "Piss off
2: ghost <laughs> um, is that I mean, that also reveals a lot about him that that's the pet name he has for his, his seed well his, what
1: would have been his potential future children yeah. in a different timeline I think it
2: gives a new spin
1: to that scene with the
2: Anyway. Uh, i'm excited to see Taika t turn his uh turn his comedic hand to erotica mm-hmm. i think it's an interesting property to pick up i think it's definitely uh playing off the uh the sort of thing, this kind of thing you get like uh do you see Booksmart? uh no the uh, that sort of like these two uh hard-working high school students on the night before graduation decide to have a party and it's also a big chunk of that is about their sort of sexual awakening and things like that. Okay, I wanted to watch I that because
1: one ahead. of the two of them is mm. the girl from What We Do in the Shadows. Yes, who's it was Jonah, very funny.
2: Is Jonah Hill's younger sister. Really? She's very funny. and Harry the comedy she's chops. She's very good. She's also in Lady Bird that um, like I mentioned earlier. Um, um, she's very good in that. She's none of these are business. none of these are erotic novels uh, no, based no, no. on
1: Zombies and My Neighbors. But um, I, I'm just surprised that that was the direction they wanted to go with the franchise. But yeah. I suppose with Disney owning that property,
2: you know, why yeah, not? I suppose. Um, I'd be interested to see if they bring in any of the elements from the sequel, Ghoul Patrol, mm. um, or
1: indeed if they can confirm the rumours that Jeff Goldblum's reading the audiobook. I mean,
2: if you want someone velvety, silky smooth to read you. um zombie fucking I think you can do worse than Brundlefly himself zombies fucked my neighbour zombies fucked my neighbours that's got to be the subtitle for the first book
1: Uh, well I'm hard uh, pressed to decide what my favourite headline from San Diego Comic Con 2019 was what was yours, boys and girls? Yeah, let us know! What was your uh, favourite story to come out of San Diego Comic-Con 2019? Because by the time you'll have heard this, there'll only be like a day or two left of it. So, you know, like, go with that. Go with the actual reliable sources. Uh, we want to know. BigDamnContact at gmail.com. You can also tweet to us at BigDamnCast. We'll be tweeting about the Comic-Con stuff throughout the weekend because we are miserable, lonely people. Um, that's pretty much what we're going to do for four or five days. I
2: do need to. Hit refresh. Yeah. Just sitting on Denegeek, just refresh. Refresh. Refresh.
1: Bye. Refresh. Oh. But bye boy. Refresh. refresh. Mm-hmm. Refresh.